1: What's going on, geeks? Now, I know I told you on the last episode that we'd be doing one episode a week, but that's not exactly true. We already have a bonus episode, and that, of course, is... This episode with Matt McDonald, which was live at Joshua Fest. We went down there and did a Matt and Toby set, and we did the podcast live, and it was a lot of fun. Matt McDonald, of course, the lead singer for Vocal Few and Classic Crime, who's never shy about getting himself into trouble or or facing conflict head on. And he recently had a little bit of a conflict on Twitter that I thought was very interesting and that we wanted to discuss, and he was right there at Joshua Fest, so we took the opportunity to do so. Also... Don't forget to join the BC Club and support this podcast if you've been meaning to do it. And don't forget, Emory, tour dates at emorymusic.com. We'll be out there in Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, and Atlanta, emorymusic.com. And today's show is sponsored by MeUndies. To get 15% off your first pair and free shipping, go to meundies.com slash Christian. Here we go.
2: Oh, hell yeah, God showed
0: up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever f- talk to me that way.
1: <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extra virgin.
2: No girl, it's
1: my flesh. I, I you're showing my dad
0: my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. Three, two, one. Yep, yep.
2: Podcast.
0: Okay. Yeah. There we go. What is this, a bunch of Baptists or Presbyterians? What well, y'all got uh, I, I, bad, bad Christian podcast? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Does it? Good Lord. <laughs> that,
1: that makes you and Joey look just better and better I all know, the we're time, great at it, beatboxing and may, saying
0: things loudly.
1: So let's, uh, Joey isn't here, so we'll get that out of the way. Yes, this is the Bad Christian Podcast, where we're going to speak to a group of uh, Christian people about spiritual matters at a big, giant festival and that kind of thing, because that's our job. Um, but Joey is at... He had church today, so he's not here. Yeah, I know. So he's he'll doing he's doing his other job. He'll he's gonna yeah. at, which is fine, especially because we have a special treat. We have Matt McDonald from the Classic Crime here. and the Vocal Few <laughs> and Vocal Few who's playing right after this. Vocal yeah. Few on main
0: stage playing right after this. So right. as soon as we're done, go over there. Right.
1: So we're going to get into for this episode what's going on. We feel like in the world, or at least in our very small world. Uh, but before that, I was saving some notes I wrote down on my flight here, to uh, <laughs> that, that I just was really entertained myself with. And I thought I would share with you. I always like to make travel observations. I know they might be hack from a comedy point of view, right. but that's just the level I'm at. So let me tell you. I can't wait. That's just where I'm at. All right. And you ever notice the bear plane bathrooms? You know? <laughs> What's the deal? What's the deal? No, but I, I wrote down some notes about the person sitting next to me on the plane because it's a very relatable thing that I know people can identify with. So I decided to write single words or phrases to describe him, and yeah. I'll let you all tell the story to yourselves. Okay. okay? okay. So my plane buddy. Okay, I get on the plane. I'm in, eight, I'm in 18E. Yeah. He's in 18D, so he's right beside me here. And uh, this guy is, I'll describe him to you, big. Okay. Hairy. Yes. Eating. Was it me? No, it wasn't you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Just checking. Bigger, hairier, eating. Wow. He had a big spread, big meal right there. Extremely talkative. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. While he was eating. Just you know, talkative as your plane seat is not always the best thing. Shoeless, what? That's the okay. Wow, I'm not not done. Um, He uh, was reading a giant fantasy hardback novel, (laughs) like a big, (laughs) like just this giant hardback novel of some fantasy, whatever. (laughs) We're getting close to maybe the comic book guy on The Simpsons at this point, yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Elbows and shoulders fully into the middle seat, oh, beyond yeah. the boundary of his armrest. <laughs> like, not just elbow on the armrest, which is mine. I'm right. in the middle. So oh, I you're get, in the middle. I'm in the oh, middle. Yeah, so yeah. I get the armrest, yeah. at least. That's what I say. That's right. the common courtesy. The middle so, person gets both. Yeah, yeah. so he's, he's, his whole shoulder, this whole half of his body is way into my seat, yeah. and completely. Um, this guy is not <laughs> at all shy to touch strangers.
3: At all. Not yeah. at all. Yeah.
1: As soon as, as, soon as he, uh, like for instance, takes moves and I t- try to reclaim the space, he comes right back shoulder to shoulder with me like it's no big deal. Like he's my wife or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, just like arms to arms touching bare skin and hair, no issue to him. Right, right, right. No issue at all. Just, like I thought, yeah. I'm going to hold it here and he'll have to back up. No, no he, he did just not. says, all yeah, right, yeah. we'll touch arms, whatever yeah. you want to do. He, he called your <laughs> <Yeah>. bluff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the only thing, and then I wrote down, the only things missing that could make him worse would be, you know, stink. Right. Uh, and I'm not oh. one to talk. But then I wrote after that, cancel that. He as BO. Oh, I noticed, no. That's... I noticed shortly after I wrote, at least he doesn't stink, that he doesn't right. make stink. And uh, the only other two things I could think of that could have made it worse that he did not have was, he did not have an o- emotional support animal. Okay. So that's, that's good. That, that's that's good. a, yeah. And he is not actively involved in or pitching to me a pyramid scheme. <laughs>
2: yeah. So I, I give those him credit too, for yeah, those, those two you got to yeah. count your blessings. Yeah. But yeah.
1: The, other than that, that was basically
3: <laughs> – that's that was, that was my trip here. <laughs> That's I, I like. What do you do? Do you just like lean over into him and like just be like? All I right, tried that. Here's a, here no, but here's a pillow for me now. I'm gonna fall asleep. Oh yeah, I should have just embraced it. Because if he's cool with it, yeah, I did spend the whole flight like a big beanbag, leaning
1: forward, doing the lean forward, <laughs> rest of my head on the seat oh, in front yeah, of yeah, yeah, me, yeah. and try to read. Or write. I was trying to write notes, you know, yeah. for the podcast and stuff, and I couldn't even. I just it was it was pretty miserable. <laughs> when, like, when we flew here, I was
0: I was Reeve and I both flew from Nashville, and I told her I was like, listen, no matter what. Every single time I walk down the aisle, when the people see me, they're like, please don't, don't be sitting. No, <laughs> I, uh, six foot two, huge, hairy. Yeah, you know, They're <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, Reva, people, it doesn't matter. They are so happy if you're sitting beside them. And I said, listen, well, let's test it out. Oh, So yeah. when we got to our row, there was a lady. She was on the window, Reva in the middle, and me on the window, right? But the lady didn't know who was sitting there. So I say real loudly, I was like, Reva, there's our seats. And the lady looks up, looks at me, and looks at Reva. And she's just sitting there for a second, and then Reva takes a seat, and the lady just smiles, and she just, <laughs> and just so happy. I was like, I told you, Reva said, I know. She said, Whoa, I can't believe it. That really is true. Mm-hmm. Like I am discriminated on, oh, no unbelievable doubt. in a plane. Mm-hmm. Nobody <laughs> on earth wants me to be sitting there. No. the worst is I do it. To my own kind. And you're if sorry. I see somebody like yeah. me headed my way, I'm like, oh God, that's the most I ever prayed in my life. Jesus God, I come to you. Do not let this person sit by me. Do not let do. me
1: have to sit next to a me. I, I know. Yeah. If I had to sit by me, I'll die. Yeah, so. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, you know, that's why I hate Southwest because it, it, people that like the not assigned seats. But yeah. if you, I feel so, I'm always in a late row. I don't get early, whatever. So by the time I get there, it's, it's all people sitting by themselves that got there early to try to get a seat. Right. And I just feel like whoever I pick there's so many choices. You have to actually be the ones like, ah, I want to sit by you. Right. They they know that there's so many other seats you could have picked from, and you picked them. So if it's like a nice-looking girl, she thinks you're a right. scumbag that chose her. Right. Like, why did he choose me? You know. So I think that sign. I mean, I, I'd i prefer assigned sign. There's seats. a hierarchy
0: of seating on yeah. Southwest that just blows my mind. It makes me feel terrible. Once again, it's real bad because then every row looks at me with mm-hmm. disgust. And it's like, who won the lottery and who didn't is mm-hmm. how it goes, no matter what.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Did y'all travel a long way to get here? Anybody come from a long way to Joshua Fest? Down the street. Down the street? <laughs> Illinois. Illinois. That's wow. great. Wow. Well, we, we've been at Joshua Fest before. We did this, it was a couple years ago, right? Two years ago. Mm-hmm. So that, that, was, that was really fun. And something I've been thinking about is that it was at least two years ago, and I just can't get over what in the hell has happened in the last couple of years because it's not – even the same world anymore. I feel like the whole world has changed, the whole culture has changed, and specifically, even Christian cultures like move so much, evangelical and stuff. In the last couple of years, it's like really, really is tripping me out. And that's what we're going to talk about. But for example, like two years ago, it was just like saying a cuss word or drinking or smoking. Were just these hot button issues. Oh, I know. <laughs> like this, the, the, we have so much more going on now oh, I know. that nobody cares. Like it seems like that stuff's just not even a big deal anymore. I know.
0: We we were talking about it. We played Cornerstone California. I know Cornerstone Festival in Illinois crashed and burned, but they had one in California. And our drummer Dave, uh, somebody was smoking a cigarette, and Dave said, "Hey, can I have a puff off that?" And Dave smokes occasionally. I, I smoke occasionally. Sometimes, just if there's a cigarette and beer, I go oh, okay. I'm I'm hanging out. Keep your mic up. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, I should know that by now. <laughs> Four hundred yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. In. yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, and so Dave smoked a cigarette, and then a he was probably like 14 years old, 14, 15 years old. He comes over and goes, "Hey, excuse me. You guys in Emory? We're like, yeah. And we're standing. So we're on the side of the, this fence. And he's on the other side of the fence because we're headed to the stage, and he's on—he's in the crowd section. And he goes, hey, uh, I saw you smoking, man. That's that's really, really bad, and you shouldn't do that, and God doesn't like it and all that stuff. And I immediately... He asked Dave, yeah, could he pray for you yeah, yeah, he said, so, can I pray so for you, you so you can stop <laughs> and do all this stuff? And so I immediately... This was you know, almost 10 years ago, maybe at least 10 years ago. Uh, that was a changing point in my life where I was like, this 15-year-old knows nothing about life and telling me what to do because... What somebody told him what to do, and I, so I even told him. I was like, "Listen, you you probably are going to smoke, have sex before marriage, <laughs> say cuss words, do really bad things, and you don't know that yet because no one's telling you." I said, "No one's telling you." And guess what? That's true. Someone's telling you now because that's going to happen, young man. Right. And and it, and I bet it did. I bet it. I did. bet yeah. it did. I bet if I could find him now, he well, would, would go. The statistics oh, you would right. support it. Of yeah, course. the numbers yeah. would show yeah. that is going to happen, and I just can't believe. We never saw it because the illusion is you don't do those things, your life is better, you're closer to God, you're in tune with, with everything. If you're not doing this, this, and this, then you're in the team, you're in the group or whatever it might be. And that kid didn't know. Mm-hmm. So he thinks the, the worst part about it was he thought he was doing the right thing. He's not a bad dude.
2: Yeah,
1: He thought, I'm doing the right thing. That drummer from Emory is lost. He is gone. Yeah, it's, no arrogant. it's, kind of a, it's a judgmental thing, but it's also an arrogance thing. Like when you... Without knowing a person or situation, you think you know a solution to right. what may not even be a problem. Well, that that's an arrogant. It's cultural it too,
3: though. Like they, he grew up in a, in a in a place that said you call people out when you see it. Right. You know that's your job. You know, as a Christian, you have to as a Christian brother, you have to call people out and make sure that they fall in to, line with the yeah. rules, yeah. Mm-hmm. or else you know potentially the Great there's, commission there's eternal kind of thing. Yeah, not, consequences. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's not for a 14, 15 year old kid. I don't think it's his fault. For, for being that way, I just think it's awkward for him yeah. to, for him to look back and say, "I can't believe I did that." You know.
1: All right, guys. Pardon the interruption here, but I got to know if y'all are noticing the same trend as me, which is, gosh, is it irritating to go to giant retail stores and parking lots to get little things that you need regularly in your daily life? And of course, I'm talking about meundies in this particular case. Golly, am I happy that I can get better underwear than I can get in a retail store sent right to me and at a good deal, and it's awesome. It's just the kind of thing you've heard me talk about before, but this is definitely one of those things where the, it's there, the the technology's improved. The product's improved. The delivery method's improved. And if, if you're not with it, you're, you know, you're making some mistakes here in your life. I've got to let you know. Mainly because Mendy's is incredibly better underwear than I've ever had before. It is unbelievably comfortable. It's sustainably sourced material from beechwood trees, and their naturally soft fiber makes the fabric. that won't sag down. It doesn't ride up. Trust me, once you put a pair on, you, you'll get it too. And again, no going to the big retail store and Searching around through a bunch of crap to find something that's just good enough. This is more important than that. And you will thank yourself. You'll say, self thank you for getting me undies. You will say that exact thing, I promise. undies is so sure that you'll love the first pair that you get. If you're not happy, they'll do whatever they can uh, to get you into the right pair. And if they can't, you'll keep them and they'll send you a refund. So it's win-win there. It's totally risk-free and it's the best underwear ever. If you're still not sure, let me tell you this, undies has a deal for our listeners and first-time purchasers get 15% off their first pair of MeUndies and free shipping. That's 15% plus free shipping. And to guarantee that you and your MeUndies will be very happy together. So get your butt over to MeUndies.com and treat yourself. To get 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction, go to MeUndies.com slash christian. That's MeUndies.com slash christian.
0: Did y'all ever have a time where you didn't cuss or anything like that? Like it, it, Because of God and what you had been taught? How about you guys? Yeah, say yes or no. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes right? I, I was in high school. I can remember my friend Kevin Krause came up to me and goes, Man, I just want to tell you, you are so awesome. You don't say cuss words. And uh, <laughs> I really appreciate that. I'm trying to get my life closer to God. And I, I've been living, you know, I slept with my girlfriend. I've done this, but man, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to do better. And I felt so good mm-hmm. at that moment. I, I don't remember. I was probably 11th grade, 12th grade, something. And I, 11th grade, because uh, then I learned, oh, man, uh, Weed and beer, are fun.
2: <laughs> so here, here's yeah. my quandary.
0: But yeah. yeah. Th- my so, so the problem Kevin's is Kevin's
2: looking up. Kev- me Kevin
0: sure does think I'm cool, but oh my god, that other stuff. <laughs> Woo. So and the reason that happened was because I lived my life so strict and was told so strictly, stay away from all this, stay away from all this, stay away from all this. And then everybody that was was doing those things were cool and way more friendly and more open to anything I did than the the ones that didn't. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, oh, wait, I smoked a cigarette around these guys, and they think I'm cool. And uh, uh, wait, I had a beer, Mm -hmm. and we're having a good time.
1: Yeah, Everything seemed safer with
0: the bad people.
1: Right. Well, because it was with the thing you were responding to even all the way back then, and that we're still having problems with today, is just that at least those people seemed real or authentic in a way that you're attracted to, at least. Right. Yes. Right. Because it, you can feel it and you can smell it when somebody is managing their image to some degree. And Christianity has this problem almost as bad as anything. Uh, and it's a natural tendency, but it's the thing where you're reinforced for yeah. appearing good is positively reinforced, basically. Right. And so, of there's only one way that can go, you know. Like it's very hard to push back, but then you give all these other people the the, the wrong signals. Like the the generation below you will be only be learning manage my image good, like Toby does or whoever does. That's right. the, that's the lesson they learn more than be good because right. if they whatever their character is like or their heart is like or their preferences or their desires like that's already kind of fixed. Right. That's already the way they already like what they like and are going to be into what they're going to be into and be weak about what they're going to be weak about. But they can learn the lesson of how to manage that image. And that's the lesson we teach in politics and, you know, hierarchy of things like Christianity seems to have
3: that. Sure. Yeah.
1: And and that's how you end up
0: getting in trouble and hanging out with the wrong crowd or the danger stuff because, for example, uh, I didn't know anything about buying alcohol, and I was underage, but we knew there was one place, the Little Cricket in near Sunnyside in Greer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been over there. Yep. Um, there was a guy, I, I think his name was Old Ken or something <laughs> like that, and he would stand outside, and you would go there like at 8 p.m., and you'd say, hey, Ken, um, can you get us some alcohol? And he's like, yeah, it's going to be. Eighteen dollars. This ex- and I didn't know. So we give him eighteen dollars. He go buy bush yeah. for seven ninety nine, and he made a living off yeah. of it. Made and it, I was yeah. hanging out with those people, going, "Oh, well, this is what you do." Sounded and it, fun. It, right? Yeah. It, it, I was like, I didn't know what to do. So I did those things because, oh, nobody told me what to do. Just stay away, stay away. So as soon as it was okay, I felt better about myself. I was more relaxed. I didn't feel – that judgment thing is very serious.
1: Mm -hmm. But what do you attribute – the idea, though, that – I mean, or tell me if you don't agree, but don't you think Christian culture has moved a ton in the last two, three years? Yes. Like, I, the drinking thing is, is kind of fine now, right? Sort like, of. Like, we're at a Christian festival right now, and Joshua Fest is a particularly cool one. I, I would give you that. But nonetheless, this just doesn't feel... They still don't the, have The a, only pushback I, I have is the most famous
0: Christian in America is Donald Trump. So that's a little <laughs> bit... <laughs>
1: That's a, that's where I'm like I don't know what that's that true. means
0: I don't yeah. know what that
1: means Well I know but but t- <laughs> the that's most what famous I'm saying. Christian in
0: the world right but now But we're talking is about Donald
2: Trump Yeah we're,
1: I, it's unbelievable It's true but, and that's changed the world and I, I wouldn't give that all that credit to him But any e- either But it's uh the, the language thing I, I think is another one that's yeah. a huge deal Like I can say shit right now It's not going to be a big deal I'm not even worried about it And it's like as if the it's it's something crazy happened with language which has been a big drum we've been beating for a long time that. It, but it's this weird thing where I think everybody wanted to loosen up on language, yeah. and the last political cycle, and Donald Trump gave You're everybody right. permission. Because right. it's like, ooh, Puerto Rico's a shithole. Yeah, yeah, now everybody said... can say shit because we're reporting on Donald Trump, but at least we get to say shit now. Oh, yeah, yeah, or or pussy grabber, or whatever it is. It's like, we can say this stuff now. It's, it's, it's really weird. <laughs> like, it's changed, and now people... Are you saying that Like it's, it's so crazy right now, it's giving permission to people yeah yeah, Uh, yeah. christian rocker smoking ain't no big deal anymore yeah you're like that's
0: the least of (laughs) this
1: nobody cares about you're almost happy if they're only smoking
0: cigarettes
2: (laughs) it's just
1: yeah if they're not yeah that's what i'm saying if they're not sexually abusing people that's pretty good yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice right so it's like we've entered in a but then on the other hand we've become in this other place where i think everybody's just i think it's everybody's like holy crap like what do i do to not get in trouble right now Right. Like right. I think everybody's swimming like used to get in trouble for the obvious things like drinking. That's not it anymore. Now it's like do you say the wrong words? Do you have the wrong team? Are you this? Are you that? And uh, you know, and I, that's where Matt McDonald comes in here because you just got
3: yourself into some trouble sort of. You know what I'm <laughs> talking? <laughs> I mean, I tend to uh, you know, be candid on the internet and just mm-hmm. be myself and I, you know, I, but yeah, those I, seem
1: to be more the taboos now. Is how you, what, uh, you know, something, a critique you may offer on the internet sure. seems to be the more scary, dangerous thing oh, yeah, that, that you, people are, are you, you can hide lose, from and stuff. Now. You
3: could lose your job, you could lose friends, you could lose family. If you say the wrong thing on the internet, this stuff gets spun out for a lot yeah. of people. But there's times where I see that there is a, an opinion that's unchecked or it's unchallenged. There's a lot of padding on the back and kind of an echo chamber or a bubble. And I like to drop in and just give an alternate opinion. Do you consider yourself a a, bomb? Well, (laughs) I just give a little nuclear hot take. Well, I want to make a (laughs) distinction though in 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 this
1: world because you know, Bad Christian had a Twitter debacle, I think, is what it was often called, Um, and it really wasn't us participating, it was other people, people like you, people like Aaron Lunsford, I mean, these other people, and they're so, they just are associated with us, which I think is very, very funny, and they get us in trouble, or people, whatever, and that's not, not even for stuff that we necessarily say, but I, I could handle that, and I even appreciate that, and there's a big part of me that really, admires the way that you guys interact, but I would still even draw a distinction from Lunsford and you. Lunsford yeah. actually actively trolls, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's we think funny he trolls. Yeah, yeah, he does. And he thinks that's fun and funny or useful and good, which right, I still, right. I can go that far with him, but I don't think of you as a troll.
3: No, I mean, uh, provocatively, yes. Like, I'm trying to incite a, a response. And yeah, try t- t- to get tell to me the... about
1: that. What are you trying to do? Like, well, why, why not be
3: quiet? I just think you, think and we... you have a podcast called Don't Feed the Right. Truth. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean trolling is 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 when you give up on the argument altogether. I think and you're just trying to mm-hmm. ad hominem attack somebody, yeah. call or make names, them mad or- make them mad, yeah. provoke them just to anger. And I think sometimes provoking someone to anger is helpful because when someone's angry they they're actually honest. Mm-hmm. So if you attack someone's idol or you prod a nerve at the heart of of their motives, they're often going to get angry. And so I try to do that. I would say it's less trolling and more challenging, mm-hmm. but also just because of my personality, I, I, I can only hear so much of something, Keeping you know, the monoculture or the, the, the rhetoric where people just go, okay, this is the one way to see the world. And if you see it another way, you're X, Y, Z pejorative. And I'm just like, that's just not helpful for anyone. So I'm going to give you a really hot take of why you're wrong. And maybe it'll trigger something in you. Maybe you'll reconsider. Or maybe you'll at least know that there are people out there that don't agree with you. And that's important for you to know. So that when you're addressing the group, like, hey, straight man, or hey, white man, or whatever, that some people feel like you're being patronizing, like you're talking down to them.
0: Oh, man, you are listening to Heathen Heart, a new single by Earth Growns. Heathen Heart is off of Earth Growns' second EP with solid state records, and it comes out tomorrow. The EP is called Rehab. Now, I know a bunch of you folks uh, saw them out on summer festivals this year and on a Phineas headline tour that just happened Uh, And if you've never listened to them, though, and you're a fan of bands like The Chariot, Norma Jean, Every Time I Die, then you should definitely head over to Spotify, uh, Apple Music, or wherever you stream, or buy music, and listen to Earth Grown. Seriously, listen to Heathen Heart by Earth Grown right now. It's that good, I'm telling you. Check out the EP in full tomorrow. Also on Spotify and Apple Music, make sure to follow the Earth Thrones profile so you don't miss any new music that's on its way.
1: Well, let's do this. Let's do this specifically like Okay, I said, we had a Twitter debacle that Bad Christian had been into before, and we'll just go ahead and call this one a uh, uh, deconstructing redheaded Christian gate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, how many people even know what we're alluding to here? Like, we'll, we'll do the background on it. Very small amount, though. Yeah, like, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's, that's what's it's so a- interesting about Twitter it is a small group it is small and that, but it's still interesting i mean part of me thinks the news covering what people tweet and who said what about what is is stupid but on the other hand this is, that is a lot of our life That's is true. there, so it's probably worth doing. And yeah, I kind of oh, yes. wanted to try to get in the details of this one and not shy away from it. And I don't know what will happen. That, that, but my, my
0: bigger point here, though, it feels so real and huge. It feels like when I saw so this, real. When I saw this play out, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. You know, it weird for you. I was it didn't
1: like, oh,
3: feel weird for me. It felt uh, very well, let, Let's uncomfortable just go through it
1: and catch everybody up in this audience and in the listening audience here. So, what we're talking about is Science Mike. And I know you guys know who Science Mike is if you know who Bad Christian we've is. We've known him for a while and like him. We are all have been friends with him. He's been on our podcast. Podcast, I've
0: done
3: talked with him a million times, we and I, like Christy, and I listened to his podcast years ago, and and actually really appreciate the yep. work that he's put into Yes, helping people figure out faith and science and the interaction of those things. So yep. I actually really do like his work, and I really do appreciate and respect him. Which and is we why, think he's valuable in this, which is time. in this space especially, which is why mm-hmm. when I see. Certain things being said well let 's just show the certain
1: things then I now for that disclaimer we 're going to have to just get into it, okay, we love him, <laughs> we got it, okay, <laughs> so science Mike um, you can 't analyze a Twitter thing in a vacuum because there 's so much history to it, but this particular tweet stream i 'm going to attempt to read it, so forgive me if I fail at the reading part, but hey, straight men. Wow, the world, somebody else do this. I can't, I'm not going to, I won't be to do it.
3: You want to do it? I'm not going well, to no, do it. No, you can do it, you can do it. Okay. D- try not, not, to, not to read too reader. much. Fun. You are, you've yeah. read a whole book before. That's true. On audio.
0: Hey straight, hey straight man. Uh, wow, the world sure is changing fast. How the heck can we navigate it? How can we date, marry, if we want, and get along with people of all genders, races, nationalities, ability levels, and sexual orientations? Let's see. Number one, treat every person like, uh, pre- treat every person like a person with autonomy and rights equal to your own. Don't assume you have access to another person's body. Listen, really listen. When other people are talking, when people say something something hurts them physically or emotionally, believe them. Uh, if people are angry, assume there is a reason that makes sense to them. Uh, Understand obsession and possessive behaviors Are off-putting to healthy people Don't harass people Don't violate people's privacy When in doubt, give people space Uh, Don't assume you have access to another person's body Number nine, don't assume you have access to another person's body Number ten, never assume you have access to another person's body I've been following these rules for years And oddly enough, I'm able to maintain really strong social relationships Even with feminists Which is almost a I don't know know what that even means It's a little bit That one got me uh, and before you call me Chad, which I have no idea what that means, I'm I'm obese and a- autistic. If it works for me, it will work for you, too. Okay. Then, out of nowhere, this redheaded <laughs> Christian says, Mike, I got to say, you virtue signaling your intersectional victimhood as obese and autistic is pretty painful to read. You aren't a victim, and you don't need to play that game. Um, right. And then Science Mike uh, thoughtfully writes back, did you have to take a special class in being an asshole who who says hurtful things? Do me a favor, never tweet me again. <laughs> <laughs> and then he muted.
3: Then I got so, muted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, seems
1: like a nerve was touched. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, there's a, there's so much in that. So much. I, know, I, than, yes, yes, I, I want to go through different things because I want to understand, and I, and I would love to hear Mike's opinions on it. Mike, we wish he was here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you want We're, to come on sometime, with yeah, that, we would of love course it. that'd be awesome. But um,
3: why? Did you tweet that? Why did I tweet it? I mean, well, well, seriously. Here, here's the thing. Just first off, I agree with all the 10 rules he posted, but I just think people who post rules, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's, it's the patronizing aspect of it. Hey, Keep that s- mic up. hey, straight men. You know, like, hey, all of you guys out there who are pr- potentially proto-rapists and harassers and abusers Which just are by being news. straight. If those are rules, how, couldn't they be for everybody? How do you, how do you navigate this strange world where, where people expect you to be decent and even though you're not fundamentally decent, it's, it's insulting the intelligence and the integrity If you want to be, of, of people who are reading that. You know, as a straight man, I go, I don't need to be talked down to like this by you. Uh, especially someone who is also a straight man who then at the end has a caveat and signifies, actually I'm not just a regular straight man. I'm obese and autistic, which are two things that haven't oppressed him in his life in any way because he's super successful and he's really good at what he does. And he's a brilliant person. So I said, you don't need to play that game. You don't need to flag or virtue your identity. That's why I get angry. And that's why I tweet something like that. Because I'm like, stop talking down to me.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you were talking to the people that assume that they have access to other people's bodies, which I'm not exactly sure who that is. Well, I mean, that's but it, yes, that's not a good way to reach them. Well, it's it, like that okay, condesc- okay, one in
3: a hundred people are sociopaths. Those who you're talking to. So why don't you say, hey, sociopaths, here's some basic functional rules that, for not living in listen society. To you anyway, so who is the message yeah. for? It's is the point. Th- that's you know? why when I read messages like this, long threads that are detailing a moral position that you hold, I feel that you're just signaling your moral virtue. Okay, well let me give you That's why I call it virtue though. signaling.
1: What did you think was going to happen? Like wh- what well, good I knew. did you think would come from that well, tweet? Well, here's the
3: thing. I heard three people, three people texted me a screenshot of the tweet, right? People aren't and I I I, I like I'm not going to mention who they are, but they're yeah. just like what do you think about this? <laughs> and I'm a social person I feel like I I I a lot of what my what motivates me is the group uh, the needs of the group, and when people aren't speaking up for a, for a group, <laughs> it's funny because that's what makes me fundamentally a social justice person. I want to speak up for people who aren't being spoken for, and so I agree with a lot of what he's saying. But there's these people who are like, this really offends me. I go and I look, and everyone's just pat on the back, giving him all these accolades for having the right opinion and being sort of this moral guru. And you know, and I was just like he needs some pushback. Like, I know he doesn't know me. He's going to think I'm a jerk and everyone's going to jump on me, but I can take it. I don't have a job to lose. You know, I'm right. fully independent. I'm not going to lose sleep over this. I enjoy conflict, unlike a lot of people. So if someone's going to go in and argue... Not the best way to say that.
1: You're not supposed to say, I enjoy conflict. You're just supposed to say, I'm able to handle conflict. No,
3: I really <laughs> enjoy it. I think that's where the truth comes yeah. from, is when you when you fight it out and you you argue things and you... You speak your truth, however blunt and candidly. Did you is think it? he was gonna receive it? Or I mean what Absolutely could you possibly thought he was... What he thought about uh-huh. it um, and how he was gonna respond. I'm not trying like I don't know him, so I'm not trying to like I don't have any other motive than to say, here's a very, very opposing viewpoint to to what you're what you're doing here. And a lot I know a lot of people are thinking this. They're not articulating right. it, and you're living in a bubble where everyone pats you on the back. I'm gonna give you. The hot take from the other side, and say I don't. I see what you're doing, and I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Now I could be wrong about what he's doing, but I oh, perceive yeah. what he's doing is insincere, and I don't buy it. Yeah. And I- so he he needs to either tweak his message to to speak to people who feel this way, or or continue to alienate people like me who I've actually followed along with his career right. and read his book and loved a lot of what he says, and so I feel like. If I didn't care about him or his platform or his influence, I wouldn't say anything. Mm -hmm. I would just stop. I would just unfollow him. But I'm like, I actually care about what you're doing here. And I feel like he's being sort of co-opted by this narrative on the left that's oppressor and victim and identity and your group identity matters more than your individual merits or your individual, um, you know, I guess, yeah, it's like, yeah. that that whole thing. So it's individual versus collectivism is the thing that gets me the most. I actually agree that people need rights and I want people I want justice in the world. I just don't think we can do it by stratifying the whole thing into these these groups of of victims and they're they're all scaled up in this hierarchy and like I can speak because I have a level of I have an identity that's that's mm-hmm. you know. You know, so.
1: my goal in reaction to it is to dispel the notion that there are even sides here. I just feel so not that way about it. And my strong reaction is Matt McDonald and Science Mike and Bad Christian and the liturgist and the ex-evangelical community, we're all basically the exact same. Those are just our yeah, people, I'm same in team, my view. I'm
3: same team on the faith and the science yeah. stuff. I just think the political Some, political Mike has taken over a little bit here, and they've kind of given themselves over to uh, a monolithic viewpoint that says, if you don't see the world that we, the way we see it... Um, you're actually wrong. You're not only wrong, but you're X, Y, Z pejorative. Yeah. You're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're a xenophobe, whatever, mm-hmm. They will never entertain any art, any argument outside of their own because, and that's the thing, it's like it's not just, it's not him per se. It's a movement yeah, that he's a, kind of been right. invo- like enveloped by, I feel. It's and, a bizarre
1: thing when you see a ton of people that have individual identities and then they all or, you know, adopt real similar phrasing and rhetoric and words and then they all start using you go well that's not really and that's kind of the feeling that i get and the nicest way i can say it is man science mike is is just incredible like yes awesome and he's been co-opted a little bit by some movement, and I hope we get him back. I mean, that probably sounds mean to say, but that's my view. Because uh, now he just sounds like— Well, and he would push back uh, against th- that. I know. I and he would say, that. I
3: am, and I'm just, I'm just yeah. awakening to the lived experience of yep. other people. I totally get that. That's exactly what people would say to us in this
1: podcast. Mm-hmm. All, all
0: y'all did was get farther away from God, and now you're saying the same things as everybody else is saying.
1: But, but, but I hope anybody's attitude about me, if that's the case, is I mean, when Matt was more like on fire for God, I hope we get that Matt, Matt back. I think now he's crazy. Yeah, and he's lost his way. I, that's I can. That's not doesn't that that's not a big deal to me. Like I'm not fundamentally. If I understand somebody feeling that way, so I, I think the thing that gets me. Two things uh,
0: here are one. I, you make a great point. I am so for the individual. Now I do think we gravitate towards a tribe or a group of people or a thought uh, ideas or whatever. We gravitate to those things, but if we don't retain our individual self then there is never a pushback well, you can and it will judge, only get
3: crazy you can only judge a person based on their individual actions right you don't punish a whole group because of what an individual does and so that's our, our whole justice system is predicated on this who did the crime they do the time right you don't go oh and your whole family too um so this idea that you judge a whole group and you judge it based on on skin color or gender or or or, or s- sexual orientation or all this stuff that you can judge groups by, and then you can just go, I know because of the group, I can see you, you're a white man, I know what your lived experience is. It's that of privilege. And I don't have to actually know anything about your lived experience. I make a judgment based on your skin color. Well, someone once said, I have a dream that one day people will be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And that's the individual character of the individual person. So this whole idea that we can judge people based on uh, the, whatever group or demographic they belong to, and we could say, well, because of this, you have this. Or because you could say, because you're white, you are privileged, and you are um, uh, the benefit of X, Y, Z. And you could have lived a terrible life. <laughs> that's what makes people mad, right? Or you could say, because you're black or because you're a woman, you're underprivileged. Um. People have systemically oppressed you, and you could have gone to Harvard and had wonderful parents. You know, to you know, a beautiful family. <coughs> so this stuff is confusing because it, there's a cognitive dissonance. There's there one side is saying, "This is how it is," and there's individuals going, "That's not really true for me." And and my experience, I've I've experienced suffering. So when you belittle me, uh, I don't really respond to that.
1: You tend to want to reject that and everything else that that type of person or person is saying is, is the hard part about it. Let's right. get into some more of the content from the well, tweets and I stuff. Had a second point, just real
0: quick. The other thing that stood out from what you said those, why not just DM him? What was the, the thing there of like, I'm going to post this publicly? Did that even cross your mind? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll
3: direct message. He I'll doesn't follow me, so I don't think I can even DM him. But, I, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. One thing I don't do on Twitter, which is a big people on a certain side of the political spectrum love to do is retweet. On the polar ends, I would say both sides. They do a retweet and they comment the retweet, so they kind of out or call out the right. person. They tag the person so all of their followers can see how wrong this person is, and then signal their virtue by piling yeah, on one of the and attacking. And this whole mob thing happens. So I didn't do that. I went on a thread where it was all just self congratulation and pats on the back, and I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm not buying you were one it. dissenting voice. I'm one dissenting voice that you felt was
1: constructive in I mean, in '99.
3: I love you, Mike. Everything you say is perfect." I'm the guy that says, I don't believe it. So, you know, great. Well, he goes and he retweets that to his followers because he's mad. And then I get piled on. So I, I think what I did was I'm in a thread. I'm, my followers aren't seeing this. Um, yeah. But the whole retweet for kind of like backup, like I can tap my mob in to attack right. this guy. I kind of don't blame anybody
1: for reacting that way when they feel the way he must have felt reading. Like I'm very sympathetic to the fact that, which you know what, this is the suckiest part about me is part of It's just exciting. And I like chaos and maybe conflict too. But to me, it's kind of exciting that you were able to make him that mad, but that shouldn't have been the goal, but it's very understandable that he would then, you know, he, he, you've, called him out for claiming to be obese and autistic. And he deeply feels those, th- like, no doubt about it. He deeply feels those things. Well, I, and is, I didn't has, call him out
3: for claiming those things. Those things are, are I, I, I assume they're true. I just called him out for using those things to shield his motivations for critique. But I critique. think he and everybody else is feeling like you attacked him for being those things.
1: But I mean, that's part of the shield, using it as a shield. It's well, like now right. it gives you
3: immunity from No, I attacked him for playing the victim. And that's the, yeah. the number one identity I was attacking. You don't need to play the victim here. You're, you're doing very well here. Mm-hmm. And, you, and your life has been, as far as I know, I mean, I have listened to hours and hours and hours of mm-hmm. his, his story. And as far as I know, he's not a victim. So he doesn't need to play that game. Or, I think or that's horror.
1: What, I mean, I don't know if it's victim. I think he said something along the lines of it's not that I'm victim. It's just I am what I am, and I'm not ashamed of it. It is just is me or something. He said but, he's not a Chad. What does that mean? I
3: have no idea what that. I think okay, it's like a... I,
1: so I went back and looked at some of this stuff because there's some stuff I didn't understand about the uh, the tweet and what yeah. he was doing. It didn't all make sense to me, but apparently the tweet is more thoughtful than you might think, but he, it's supposedly aimed at the incel crowd. Now... That might be worth pausing alone and saying, "What is the in crowd?" Can yeah, I have do that? no idea any of
0: that. Invol- yeah, I I involuntary know it, what celibates, it
3: is. people who who are just brooding, and they're on these message boards, and they hate women, and mm-hmm. it's all about like, okay, it's, ver- it's very, it's very, it's usually like older men that are like counseling these younger resentful. It's just the resentful gene that's in all of us. Yeah being encouraged and creating a community around resentment.
1: And Chad is part of their lingo?
3: I, I think maybe that's like, yeah, a, a Chad would mm-hmm. be someone like that. Like a like a what's the bro Bible people? I don't know. But is a Chad an incel guy or somebody that
1: they make fun of? I have no idea, honestly. Maybe it it's could something be. to is do there with a ch- Chad in
0: here. <laughs> could be like a... <laughs> we got <any> Chad's here.
1: <laughs> so maybe somebody else knows what that is, but you know, I'm sure it's more complicated than that. But the, nothing happens in a vacuum in Twitter. It's not like if somebody, if he, you know, if somebody just reads this one tweet, it's like, oh, McDonald's being a dick, I guess, or something. Yeah, and that's
3: true. But, like I, I was being provocative, mm-hmm. and I was using, I was using the sacred language. I was saying, I, I use the word intersectional. I use the word virtue signaling. You know, so. <clears throat> These are kind of some people would say, well, that's a dog whistle for a, an a alt right, mm-hmm. um, whatever, tiki torch guy with khakis. I'm like, you don't know me, but you, whatever. You know, I'm well, so I, I have a suspicion about this. Like, I mean, you can't t-
1: get any grip on objectively what people really think about it. First of all, it's so hard for me to understand that everybody isn't following this and knows Science Mike and knows your history. You know what I mean? Because I do. It's like, uh, it's like, like us I know and him, our, I know five you. Friends. I have seen. I've seen, I've seen In his, beha- bubble. Yeah, I've seen his yeah. behavior for a long time, and I have my own thoughts about what i mean it's all so it's so much going on but i my suspicion on this one is and this is what i think is interesting when it comes to integrity i i to me i really feel like you have a, operating with integrity even though being a dick and it is kind of being a dick and it is going to bring trouble there's yeah. some in- amount of integrity that i attribute to that although i wouldn't do it but i think i admire that you said it because it is the way i feel but right. i didn't want to say it right And I I believe that represents a lot of people. I think you could probably go thirds because I talked to some people in the BC club and they just were like, what is Matt McDonald doing? doing so crazy, so well? I don't even like like they couldn't even understood. And when I saw them say that, and these are people in the Bad Christian Club, right. So I can't imagine his followers and everybody else. They had this re- very reasonable point where they're like, "What are you talking about?" I uh, take him to be purely. Sad. I don't even understand why was just... And I'm like, oh, so probably a third of people just think what you did is out of left field, and they buy everything that he says, like it's well the, the whole, most the whole sincere thing. thing buying ever.
3: buying everything that somebody says is worship, and I don't think people should be mm-hmm. worshipped. I think people should be critical. Well, some people are uncritical, and they like—I mean, they just haven't done thinking
1: about it. And it doesn't—it doesn't alarm right. them. And a
3: third of people are like, Whether "I don't know." I don't. Whether it's your pastor care. or a political pundit or whoever else, like these people need to be criticized. If they amass an audience, they have a lot of power, and they need to be criticized. and They need to be held accountable. We talk about this with Jordan mm-hmm. Peterson, who's this enigmatic speaker and everything. He amasses these huge, huge audiences, and you're listening. and You're like, "Well, there's some basic truth in there." Well, I have to be super. I feel the need to be super critical should, and skeptical yeah. because people that rise to fame that fast, you you don't know their motivations yet, and um, and they need to be checked. That power needs to be checked because Stuart absolute Peterson power and everybody else does. Yeah, absolute power corrupts absolutely, and when people are unchecked, I feel that's they're good people. Unchecked become bad. Mm-hmm. Bad actors. Yeah. Well, I feel so. like
1: the, probably the other remaining, uh, probably a third of people you represent really well who have been feeling this way, but nobody, you can't say, like, I, I, I'm nervous talking about it here on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? saying, I kind of agree with you. I kind of want to stick up for you. I kind of defend you. I do. That's the way I feel. That's the way I've been feeling, but it's not something I would have said. And so, and there's some way in which I do th- think, well, I'm glad somebody said it. And, and I'm also glad it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's but you what had it, nothing to lose either, though. I, well, I know, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what, I still look up to it in a way. I wouldn't have said it, and if I did say it, I wouldn't have said it the way you did. But you know, I would have tried to d- cut it with a joke, is what my recommendation would have been.
3: But I could, I could have said that it was. Um, I could have said it a lot, a lot nicer, and I could have said it for a different reason. Yeah, but, but I said it but for but the reason sh- of of dropping a bomb in a in a th- comment thread that I felt needed to be explained. Well, thank you for explaining that some to us. I just I just want to say I think
1: that it's like. Whether or not you follow this controversy or give a shit about you or him or whatever, that is the situation we're in right now where there's so many things that are bothering you in the main place that you live, which is on this damn phone. Like yeah. You spend a lot of your life All of our homes. living and learning and interacting here, and many people are have these real strong feelings and thoughts that they don't feel like they can express because of what might happen if they do. And I'm sympathetic to – and that could be on any side, toward any person or whatever. I mean, certain groups are worse about it than others. But that feeling is really like it's a powerless and scary feeling to be like, man, I have opinions that I can't say. Right. That's what was bothering me about Christianity for most of my life and at the Christian festivals. And like, if you want to drink, you should be able to, but you have to hide it. I don't want people to know it. And so if I tie that all together, it all feels the same to me. It's all fundamentalism. fundamentalism. It's all image management. It's all pretend bullshit. Legalism. And it's all people not saying what they really think and then pretending what... I mean, and I'm not blaming anybody. This is just a very normal interaction that I just happen to focus on, but... The, I don't know what to do about it. It's yeah. like I thought we were making progress. Like I said, and I think Christianity's made really good progress. And then on the other side of society, there's another fundamentalism problem happening. And there's other people right. we have to be careful what we say around and not tell the. I mean, right? It's make it's really driving me crazy. <laughs>
0: well, I think you have to be. I think you have to be very careful when somebody's trying to prescribe something to you, whatever Rules it the is, authorities because the experts it, that is not right. what we're supposed to do. That like even this podcast, uh, we were talking about this today. Uh, there are a lot of Christian festivals that aren't successful and are doing pretty poorly and it's because they take on this idea of here we go we're going to do this and we're going to teach you this and you don't know this and this and here we are going the authority and we're going to show you yeah see you McDonald
1: McDonald <laughs> y'all give him a round of applause Yeah, yeah all, right. all right. Thank you. Uh, Vocal few on the main stage.
2: I don't, I don't
0: yell about politics. Or- yeah, it's just fun music. <laughs> Yep. All right. See you in a few minutes. Uh, okay. Um, so, I, what I was going to say though is, it, it is way better if you're trying to prescribe something to somebody. It's way better just to present an idea. That's what we're doing up here right now. We're presenting ideas, and maybe we're wrong. We might everything we, we said we up are. here. What everything we said up here? I mean, science Mike might be really right, and we're just seeing it skewed, or it's just a tweet, and it's not that big of a deal, or whatever it might be. But I would way rather show you Toby, and then that's an idea or my thought. And here's my thought. Now take it and do what you want with it. You can say it's wrong. It's right. I agreed this far. I disagreed this much. All those things are actually really valuable to your experience and let you allow, allows you to be the individual, not the student. I don't want anybody here to be my student or look up to me like, oh man, that guy, he's exactly right. No, you, you shouldn't trust me. I make a lot of mistakes and I'm, I'm going to lead you wrong a lot of times. ask my wife, ask my kids, right. ask my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lead you wrong a lot. So sometimes I get stuff right and that might be valuable information for you to take and think about, but that is when it gets dangerous if we start prescribing things, then you have leaders, you have authority over People, you that yeah. gets really strange. Right. And when, when, weird when he was order. talking about all this, it made me start thinking, one of my all-time favorite books is the Animal Farm. And it starts out, the animals get liberated, and they have all these things. Like, I looked up the, the seven commandments they had. First one was, uh, whatever goes upon two legs is an enemy, and what goes up upon four legs or has wings is a friend. And they're talking all these rules, right? Which maybe even the initial rules were dangerous. And then as things start changing, they go, you know, they mark out the enemy part. And four legs good, two legs bad, and mark out bad. Two legs better And they start doing All this stuff And then it just becomes This authority thing And I know that was about The Soviet Union And all this stuff But uh, it uh, The idea of If you have a Rules some of them might be wrong. Some of them might need to be changed, but be careful who's changing them. You should be the one changing them, not this authority, not this this whole idea of this is what is right, so that's why I do it. Some people follow God because some my, everybody just told them this is what's right, so do it. You don't even, that's not a relationship with God. That's not being a Christian. That is, oh, i listen to this guy follow from a rules. stage, and I'll just follow it, and it seems good, and these people like me when I do it. Yep. That's, I think that's what I did. Yeah. I think I was a Christian because it it was like, okay, well, everybody is. In South Carolina, everybody was a Christian, no matter what. When somebody said they were atheist, it was immediately like a Satanist, evil, horrible <laughs> person that would do anything awful, as opposed to, well, this person is just thinking about God. That's what it, it, they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Is it real? Is it not? Whatever. I'll think about it. I'll, I'll try and do that. If you just take things blindly, then you will be blind, and that, that's not a way to live. It's not a way to worship God or connect with God either.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, the authority thing is a weird one. It's just like, why... Why are we so quick to like? I mean, to me, I'm a resistant to authority person. I've corrected my whole life that I'm not. Mostly not. I tried it one time at a church, and it was almost a cult. Then they didn't. The one time I thought maybe I'll give over to to some authority because maybe this is the one that I could possibly submit to. It got that got real weird real quick. (laughs) And other than that, I've resisted almost all forms of authority my whole life. I've always bristled at it. And when you see it happening and coming, and it's just oppressive feeling to me. And it's like. I, I'm always confused of why everybody else likes to be under authority so much. It's just as confusing. And I'm not saying who's in authority or whatever. It's more of a just a feeling of like, somebody please tell me what I should be doing or something. It's like Loki gives that speech in the, the Avengers, Avengers movie that you were made to be ruled or you're supposed to just look up somebody and buy whatever they tell you. That's just bizarre. I mean, I like punk rock. Is a good example of it. Not that, right? Like that. Well,
0: I I think it's been it's been said. You know, we were made to worship, and so you will worship something Mm -hmm. no matter what. So you have to be very careful with that. If that's actually in your DNA or your mind or your heart, then be careful what you're actually actually bowing before. I know there's lots of things in my life that I bow before that are really poor and bad, bad, bad for me. Things that I shouldn't be, and those are the things I need to work out. And like we both believe in authority, I think that authority can be very valuable and is needed in lots of. But that doesn't mean it's not critiqued. That doesn't mean it's not checked. That doesn't mean you do this, 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 and this before you just blindly do those things. And, and it's really hard to see that. It's really hard. You pick a team, and you like Science Mike, or you like Matt, and then but you, you just need But you, uh. you, need,
1: you need the best stuff from everybody, not the one damn guru. Right. You don't need to listen right. to Jordan Peterson's 12 rules. 100%. told only 12. That's nonsense. Exactly. Maybe would, three of yeah. those are good. Right. Maybe half of one of them is good. Good. Take it. Use it who cares about the person the per, you know and churches have been super guilty of this but it's like real proprietary like if you want to do it you do it through us and use our study guide and follow our you know right. uh, it's not like that you just take any like don't of course don't listen to me i'm wrong at whatever percentage of the t- amount of time you can determine what you think that is but if i'm right 1% of the time feel free to Propagate that idea. Right. That's, a, that's, a, that's all you can hope for. Well, let's
0: say uh, we got to get out here too because we want you to go watch the vocal few. And, but uh, let's take three to five minutes. If, does anybody have any questions? Anything they want to add? Any ideas sparked? Anything that you wanted to say? Good or bad or anything? Maybe not. But if you have something, you feel free to. Yep.
4: Just thank you. I mean, bringing light to this subject is huge because, you know, I was a sinner way longer than I've been doing this deal. And shit happens i mean you know i i'm with somebody that doesn't cuss and we don't know each other very well and i said shit when i dropped something and i'm like yeah (laughs) i've been delivered from drugs and alcohol and so many things it's like really people assume that we're doing the best we can right you know Mm -hmm. i mean god loves me i don't give a shit what my language is he loves me he made my heart this way and he knows what my struggles are And it's okay, so why don't we just extend the grace to the people that they need and just go in with love and Mm -hmm. keep the judgment at the door. We judge ourselves more than any human on the planet and it's a disease of our mind. It's the enemy keeping us bound. If we will get the heck out of the way, hell, get the hell out of the way. (laughs)
2: The six
4: inches of gray matter between our eyes is the barrier for the cross. It is the barrier, it's the only barrier. The enemy can only get in if we let him pass. The situation is great, matter. I can't talk because I'm excited. <laughs> I'm telling you that I just I'm so tired of being a hamster on a wheel. I just want to be a human being, not a human doing. And try to judge me by the content of my heart, like
2: Thank like
4: you. Martin Luther King, instead of what's coming out of my mouth or the shit that happened that I'm yeah. not coping with. It's like stop and drop and give me a hug. Now will you? I was a drug addict for years, and I was a drug dealer. And if you want to judge me, pick anything, but don't pick the thing that you're judging me for because you don't feel good about yourself. You fall in love with you because God made you beautiful, and when you love yourself, you are able to love me wherever I'm at.
1: Thank you. What's your name?
4: Tina Rizzo.
1: Appreciate Tina. I don't
2: even know
4: how I got this <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> Thank
1: you, Tina. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Tina. That All was right. good. I turned the mic up, so maybe we could capture some of that. Yeah, I hope, I that it, I hope it worked out on the, on the tape there. Does anybody else have a question? And if so, we could come grab the mic and ask it real quick. And if not, we'll, we'll evacuate we'll, yeah. and get everybody on out of here. Yeah. Come on up here and ask your question. Sorry, so we can get in the mic, because we're going to release this podcast. Oh, you know?
3: it's, it's a joke. I was just wondering.
1: All right, shout your joke out. We'll see how it goes.
3: <laughs> What's it like to,
2: for today's sponsor, Be air One, for you guys? Oh.
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're, you're saying that we make fun of Christian music a ton, right? Is that is that what? And, uh, and we're playing on the I air one stage? For, uh, what would
3: Jesus sell?
1: Yes, we're working on a film that's called What Would Jesus Say? All James is filming yep. for it right now yep. um, where we're going to talk about the Christian music industry and the stuff we've seen from it. It's a, it's, it's a pretty interesting story. It's not just a, a one-sided thing and we make Christian music. We make Christian music today. Toby yep. and I do. We're going to go do hymns on the stage in a few minutes and yes, we make fun of Air One and I make fun of Toby. So yeah, all that's on the all. table. <laughs> it's not, it's not yeah. a big deal. And, and
0: Christian music can be really good. Jeremy Camp just sold his house in Franklin, Tennessee for $4.5 million. So I mean, it, <laughs> it might be a <laughs> <laughs> okay. If I can get there, I'll get there.
1: And uh, I don't know. And I'll give Praise you all. A, I'll give you all a tip. We're probably going to play a parody of a worship song. We, we might do in that. A few minutes on the air, one stage. So that's yeah. that, that's how we'll handle that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You got?
0: It. We shall see. All
1: right, all right. Well, thank
0: you guys so much for being here. We'll see y'all soon.